Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. With the Masters right around the corner, and I've been to the Masters myself one time. Oh my gosh, most beautiful place on earth. I'm so proud that it's in the state of Georgia. But with the Augusta Golf Tournament, with the Masters Golf Tournament coming in Augusta, Georgia, what's the Augusta rule and how can it save you money on your taxes? Also, are mortgage delinquencies up or down? You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts, so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We also want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on or ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas, request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight segment coming up in the fourth segment of the show, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Why should you be a podcast subscriber? Because you just might learn something that would help you make better decisions with buying, selling, or investing in as a landlord or renting a home as a tenant in Metro Atlanta. Let's talk about the Augusta Rule. Several members of my family, and this is a question from a listener, several members of my family have rented out their homes during the Masters Tournament for many years. So I thought it was funny when I heard the term the Augusta Rule. What exactly is it and how did it come about? That's from Ann in Lawrenceville. What if you found out after the fact that you could rent your home out to somebody who pay you money, even to yourself if you had a small business, and that income to you would be tax-free and even deductible to your business? Would you be upset if you realized you could have done that, but you failed to do what you needed to do in order to do that? There's a loophole for tax-free rental income, there's Section 280A-G of the Internal Revenue Code. It's, it states that homeowners in any income bracket are able to exclude up to 14 days of rental income from their taxable income. This exemption can be a wonderful 2021 tax planning tool, especially for small business owners. So the question is, can you rent out your home to yourself? If you want to know the answer, just stay tuned. It could be yes. The Augusta rule lets homeowners rent their home for up to 14 days per year without needing to report that rental income on their individual tax return. This rule applies to any taxpayer who owns a home in the United States as long as your home is not your primary place of business. So if you own a home and that's where your landscaping business is, this would not qualify. But when you live in that home, or even if it's your second home or a vacation rental property, it qualifies. The Augusta Rule IRS exemption was lobbied for by residents of Augusta, Georgia. I guess that's where the name came from in the 1970s. Each year, the Masters Golf Tournament is held at the Augusta, Augusta National Golf Club, and residents of the city wanted their, to rent their homes to attendees of the tournament without becoming full-fledged rental businesses and landlords. Their efforts paid off, and Section 280A was added to the tax code. Fortunately, today... The IRS Augusta rule extends to all homeowners in the U.S., not just those in Augusta, Georgia. If a dwelling unit is used during the taxable year by a taxpayer as a residence and such dwelling unit is actually rented for less than 15 days during the taxable year, then the income derived from such use for that taxable year shall not be included in gross income. So interestingly, so let's say that I wanted to rent my house out and it was during a U.S. Open that might be held in North Atlanta. 
and I could rent that house out. Let's just say for a couple of weeks, it would be worth six or seven thousand dollars from a rental standpoint. I know it would not be worth that much just to rent on the normal market, but if it was rented for a short period of time to somebody who had specific use, or if that person or who rented it was my business, then I could spend the six or seven thousand from the business and write it off, and I wouldn't have to count the six or seven thousand in my income. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but the reality is is that any money we can get tax free. Uh, in the United States today, I say more power to us all. I don't want to. I want to pay every dime of taxes that I owe, but I don't want to pay even one penny more than I owe. So, short-term rentals of personal residences that are not uh, taxable, the taxpayer must be renting out a dwelling unit that they use as a personal residence. So, remember that this applies to the owner's primary home, secondary homes, and vacation homes. So, all of those apply. You don't get to deduct, to deduct any expenses related to the rental. So if you spent 500 bucks to have it clean before they got there and after they left, you wouldn't be able to deduct those expenses, but you wouldn't have to count the income. The 14-day restriction also is cumulative. It doesn't need to be consecutive. So you could do four days and then five days and then five days. So if you lived, for example, close to a popular wedding venue, you might want to rent out your home to guests or maybe different weddings throughout the summer and fall. As long as you do not exceed that 14 days, in rent in rental in a single single tax year the rental price must be reasonable for that location your business couldn't rent your home for a hundred thousand dollars a week if there's no way under any circumstances it would get a hundred thousand a week now if you lived in los angeles near the sofi stadium your home may have rented for only 150 bucks a night on an average day however in the days leading up to the 2022 super bowl which is where it was held you might have been able to charge 500 600 700 even a thousand per night due to increased demand. So can you imagine having a business there, being able to rent your, having a business and a home in that area, being able to rent your home for $14,000 for 14 days, have a write-off for your business and tax-free income for you personally. Now, when filing your income tax return, there's nothing special that you need to do. Just simply don't report the rental revenue to the IRS. Keep de detailed records of your rentals, for, of, of course, and you should be able to prove that you own the home at the time it was rented and that your mark, your rent rates were market rent and that you used the home for personal use during that tax year. The Augusta rule can benefit just about any taxpayer because the Augusta rule is an income exclusion. It is available to all taxpayers regardless of the filing status or income level. Now, if you want to rent your home, you could use a rental website like Airbnb, HomeAway, or VRBO. Those might be worthwhile. Uh, but be careful now. Some local municipalities have restrictions on short-term rentals, and I'm not even sure what qualifies as a short-term rental in municipalities all over Atlanta. I would assume rentals less than 30 days would probably always be considered short-term rentals. If you can find a time to rent out your home when the rent prices are high, you can receive way more tax-free income. In fact, the next time a golf tournament comes to Atlanta and it's anywhere in North Atlanta near where I live, I might be renting my home myself because I'd love some tax-free income. When done correctly, now this is, I've said this several times, but I want to mention it again. When done correctly, you could rent your home to your own small business and receive both a tax deduction at the business level and an exclusion from income at the personal level, which is huge, huge, huge. The Augusta Rule can be a great tax planning tool for those who use it. If you've never heard of it, my suggestion is you talk to your insurance agent uh, about it the next time you have a conversation. You talk to your, excuse me, your tax expert the next time you have a conversation. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm with 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. 
They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880, 770-497-1880. They are our preferred closing provider, and my guess is they would be yours as well if you decided to use them. If you want to sell your house anytime in the next three to six months, we think we can sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbor. There are so many different ways to sell a home. You can sell it for cash today. You can buy a home before you sell your home for cash. All You can improve your home before you sell it, and you can just do a regular market sale. And we want to make sure that you are familiar with all those different ways of selling your home because we believe if you choose the right way, we can put in a, choose the right way of selling. We can put an additional $28,000 in your pocket more than your neighbor, maybe even your next-door neighbor sold their home for. If you think this is too good to be true, well, just give us a try. Give us a call, 770-497-0000, or go to GoGaddisRadio, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com, and click on sell for $28,000 more. I'll reach out to you myself. U.S. mortgage delinquency rates fell to a new low at the end of 2021. For the month of December, only 3.4% of all mortgages in the U.S. were in some stage of delinquency. The lowest recorded overall delinquency rate in the U.S. since at least 1999. I think there were sometimes during the mortgage crisis during the recession where delinquency rates got up to 12-15% of all mortgages were delinquent. This information is from CoreLogic's monthly loan performance insights report for December 2021. The number of delinquencies, which is defined as 30 days or more past due, including those in foreclosure, represents a 2.4 percentage point decrease compared to December 2020 when it was 5.8%. December 2020, 5.8% of mortgages delinquent. December 2021, 3.4%. CoreLogic examines all stages of delinquency in December 2021. They were as follows. Early stage delinquencies, that's 30 to 60 days, was 1.2%, down from 1.4%. Adverse delinquency, 60 to 90 days, 0.3%, down from 0.5%. Serious delinquencies, 90 days or more past due, and I feel for anybody that's in that situation, that's including loans and foreclosure, 1.9% down from 3.9% in December 2020. So it seems like there's a lot less people in trouble with mortgage delinquencies this year than last year. The share of mortgages in some stage of foreclosure process uh, went down to 0.2% from 0.3%. This is the lowest foreclosure rate recorded since at least January of 1999. Unemployment rate has declined. Non-farm employment has grown by 6.7 million during 2021. Uh, the only places that have had spikes in delinquency rates are places hit by natu natu uh, natural, easy for me to say, natural disasters like Homa Thibodeau uh, in Louisiana that was affected by Hurricane Ida, I believe, last fall. The, um, you know, we talk about delinquency rates on the show, and we talk about them fairly often, and we're trying to help you understand that the delinquency rate is very low, so people who think we're having a foreclosure crisis as a result of the pandemic are probably mistaken. But I do want you to know, when I talk about these delinquency rates, I know there's a person behind all of those delinquencies, and I know there's some family trauma that's created, and our heart goes out to every single person who is affected economically and is having a hard time paying their bills. We're going to take a quick break. In the next segment in our neighborhood spotlight, Royal Lakes and Flowery Branch will be featured 
Also, multiple offers seem to be the norm. Are you prepared as a seller to get multiple off multiple offers? And double-pane windows, are they worth the cost, or should you just stick with those single-pane windows that you have? Stick with us. We've got that and more. We'll be back.